All right, man. Welcome to the Minute Church Podcast. Today we're going to be continuing our series on pigs fly. Today's sermon is entitled Miracle of Healing. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast starting right now. So y'all just hang on. It's going to be an amazing, amazing day. So, But again, happy Father's Day to all of our dads, all our dads-to-be, and our Heavenly Father most of all. We're so thankful for him and again sending his son Jesus to die on the cross for us. But the day before I get really dived into our, our message today, I wanted to tell you guys some dad jokes. Everybody cool with that? Some dad jokes. Nobody wants to hear dad jokes? <laughs> I do. I love telling jokes. I love dad jokes. So y'all listen. I found these online. So if they're corny, I didn't write them. So everybody good with that? This was Google.com, and I typed in there dad jokes. All right. All right. Y'all ready for this? All right. So we're just going to read a few of them. <laughs> What's brown and sticky? What's brown and sticky? Anybody want to take a gander? What's brown and sticky? Not chocolate. Tasha said poop. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't. She didn't. But what's brown and sticky? <laughs> a stick. <laughs> so you see what I did there? <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Listen. Why, what kind of shoes the ninjas wear? What kind of shoes the ninjas wear? Sneakers, because <laughs> they sneak around. <laughs> y'all, come on now. Oh, I like campus, y'all. Oh, man, y'all, y'all, I'll tell you what. All right, listen, listen. I was addicted to soap for a while, but I got clean. <laughs> all right, I done broke the computer up here. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. let's see, let's see. We got a couple more, we got a couple more. All right. What do you call a man with no arms and legs floating in a pool? <laughs> Bob. <laughs> Somebody got the old Bob. All right, just a few more. Just a few more. Uh, let's see. Let's see. See, 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 see. All right. All right. How do you know? How do you follow Will Smith in the snow? How do you follow Will Smith in the snow? You followed the fresh prince. <laughs> oh man, oh man, oh man. Just a couple more, I promise. I can't promise. Okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. How come T Rexes can't high five? How come T Rexes can't high five? <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> all right, last one, last one, last one, last one. <laughs> what do you call a fake noodle? What do you call a fake noodle? And then pasta. <laughs> so, oh, I know those are some corny jokes, some corny jokes. Yeah, fix it where it won't um, turn off. All right, y'all give me just a moment, but happy Father's Day again to all you guys. I know there's some corny jokes and uh, some little jokes that we had there on the uh, the little cellarized televised. Man, Google's, man, it's got all kinds of crazy things on there. And I just typed it in there. I was like, Father's Day jokes. <laughs> and boop. There they were in a matter of seconds. And so, man, listen, today I have a sermon entitled, y'all ready for this? Revived. Revived. And I'm pumped up about today. Today is something that I've been, uh, been I don't know how to explain it to you guys. I've been uh, brewing up for a hot minute. 
for at least four or five weeks, I've been preparing and, and trying to figure out exactly how God wanted me to present this message today. And I'm ja- jacked up about it 100%. I cannot wait to reveal something to you guys here in just a few moments today. Um, just, just hand it to me. I don't, we'll go with it. All right. All right, y'all give us just a second. <laughs> so, t- I, this is Tasha's computer, so I don't, I don't normally, I don't normally mess with it. Uh, all right, but I'm jacked up about today. I forgot it's touch screen. <laughs> Say amen to touch screen, touch screen. All right, hang on. All right, yeah, I broke it. I broke the thing. <laughs> But today, I do want to talk to you again. Again, so today's sermon is titled Revived, and I want to take just a few moments to talk to you guys about three men who walked through the fire, three men who took on and embraced the fire. And so I want to look at Daniel 3, 1 through 11. Daniel 3, 1 through 11. And so hey, this morning, we won't have uh, the stuff on the screen, but if you guys will, uh, our proctors, if you'll uh, volunteer, if you'll help us by dropping these in the comments. Uh, Daniel 3, 1 through 11. All right, so let's look at this. King Nebuchadnezzar made a statue 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide and set it, set it up on the plains in the uh, province of Babylon. Verse 2, then he sent to the high officers, uh, officials, governors, advisors, treasurers, judge, mistress, and all the probable officers to come to the delegates or to the dedication of the statue he had set up. Verse 3, so... All of those officials came and stood before the statue King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the herald sounded out, People of all race and nations and languages, listen to the king's commands. When you hear the sounds of horns, flutes, zippers, uh, layers, harps, pipes, and other musical instruments, bow down to the ground to worship King Nebuchadnezzar's golden statue. And anyone who refuses to obey what he will be immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. So at the sound of the musical instruments, all the people, whether their race or nation or language, bowed to the ground and worshipped the the golden statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Verse 8 here, it says, But some of the uh, autos, I can't say this word, went to the king and informed them of the Jews that were there. Verse 9, he said to the uh, king Nebuchadnezzar, Long live the king. You have issued a decree requiring all people to bow down and worship the golden statue when they heard the sounds. Verse 11, the creed also states that those who refuse to obey must be thrown into the fiery furnace. So I want to break down just a few things here to you guys. So King Neb here, we're going to shorten his name here. So King Neb built this golden idol. He built this thing up. And so he, he said, hey, whenever there's a, this sound, whenever you hear the trumpets, you hear any instrument, you're required to bow down and worship this golden idol. And, and, so, and, and so now I want you guys to, to understand something here. Idols in the day, you know, and the Bible tells us don't have any other gods before me. Don't set up any golden calves as we call them. Here at Medic Church, we don't have golden calves and anything that, that you can worship and, and you know, uh, put on pedestals as we want to call it. And so, but every generation seems to come up with some type of idol. Every generation. Since the beginning of time, since King Neb and even before King Neb, they set up idols. 
In today's generation, I believe that today's idols we have is mainstream media of Hollywood. We have music stars that they're looking up to, that they're worshiping. They want to strive to be just like. They have uh, um, movie stars and singers both on the same. They have all these artists that they want to follow suit. Some people even go as far to worship the government, government officials. We bow down to every single word they say. Hey, it's the law. They said it, so we have to do it. We have to do it. I mean, if, if, if you know, you guys know after last year we've seen how the government can kind of come in and, and they can say something and we have to kind of follow what they say, right? <laughs> they put a speed limit sign up, got to do the speed limit, right? If not, you get the woo and <laughs> it's all bad from there. So we have to follow the rules. Now, I ain't saying just follow the rules, but, but, but listen. So, so, so the government here, the king, he's like, hey, I'm going to set up this big idol. I'm going to set it up. We'll make it law. And see, I want, y'all to, I want y'all to see something here. And even in today's society, the government tries to make things illegal. Or excuse me, trying to make things legal. The government tries to make things legal that God calls immoral and wrong. The world tries to tell us and the government officials try to tell us, hey, these things are right. Hey, abortion is right. It's okay for us to kill an unborn baby. It's okay for us to do this. It's okay for us to have late-term abortion and lay a child right as it comes out of the mom's womb and sit it in a, in a little basin and let it take its last breath. And, they were, and people were celebrating this across our nation. The government says it's okay. They're idolizing this. They're saying, hey, women have rights. And I'm all for women having rights, guys. And so, but, but I will never be okay with you taking a precious child of God and killing it. There's no circumstances that you can convince me that it's okay for us to abort a child. But the government's trying to say, hey, this is okay. And again, you have people that are celebrating these things. You have people that are saying, hey, it's okay to take drugs. They're trying to legalize a lot of, uh, uh, what is, uh, marijuana. Is in some states, it's legal to do marijuana. Who would have thought? Now, Pastor Michael, they got prescription marijuana. I saved your junk for me. <laughs> but then there's other people that are trying to legalize and have legalized prostitution. They're saying this stuff is okay. Hey, it's okay for you to do this. And they're also trying to legalize pornographic images. You go to www.takeitoff.com and don't go to that website because I don't know what to take it. But you can find any type of, of sexual acts in a matter of seconds. And the government is trying to say, hey, this is okay. We're trying our best to adapt and instill into our young kids that this is okay. They're trying to get them at a young age. See, just because the government legalizes something doesn't mean it is morally right. Doesn't mean that it's okay. It doesn't mean that it's all right. So I want you guys to, to look at this. I put this on Facebook the other day. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all don't throw rocks at me. <laughs> Just because you find someone to agree with your sin doesn't mean it's okay and it's not sin. Woo! Y'all hear me? Just because you can find somebody say, hey, guys, it's okay. It's okay for you to abort a baby. It's okay for you to uh, go in there and look at pornography. It's okay for you to do marijuana. It's okay for you to find a prostitute because, hey, it's legal. The government says it's okay. Doesn't mean that the sin is okay. Sin is sin. 
doesn't matter how we equivalent sin is still sin. And the Bible clearly tells us the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. And there's only one way to the Father. Let me back up just for a minute. The Bible says that it's clearly the wages of sin is death and death is hell. And hell is forever torment. And guys, I wouldn't wish hell on anybody. My worst of enemy, the people that stunned me wrong the most, I still would hope that they would find, and I pray for them that they will find God and let God restore the brokenness in their life because I wouldn't wish that on anybody. It's horrible. That is a horrible, horrible thing. And I, again, I wouldn't want nobody to experience that. And I said a bunch of other stuff, but, but I'm going to tell you in Jer- uh, um Joshua 24 and 15 says, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to serve God, and we're going, to, we're going to give all our whole self to God. And we're going to go after Him, and we're going to strive after God, and we're going to try to live every biblical belief out that we can. We're going to stand firm in God's Word. But listen, but listen here. King Neb here, he had made this decree. He made a decree, and I don't know if you guys know much about decrees, but, but when an official, an elective official makes a decree, that's the law. That is what's got to happen. You either do it or you're going to serve some harsh consequences. Some big consequences. And listen, back in the day, <laughs> I wish you guys to see something. Now, back in the day, they had some hardcore punishments. Hardcore. They ain't going to stick you in jail, give you three meals a day, <laughs> give you cable TV, workout equipment. Jail's not sounding too bad right now after we hear this. You see, they had some hardcore punishment. If they didn't bow down and worship, as this decree has said, they would face the fiery furnace. Verse 12 here in, in Daniel 3. It says, but there are some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who you put in charge here in Babylon. They pay no attention. No attention here, your majesty. They refuse to serve your God and do not worship the golden statue you set up. Now, let me tell you something. <laughs> These three men here, man, they'd heard the decree. They heard what the man done said. They done heard what the boss said. Hey, hey they, they worked there. They worked there. They knew what was the, they, they knew. They knew what was up. They knew the consequences. But you know what else they knew? They also knew that what the king was doing wasn't right. What the king had set up wasn't right. This golden statue, this golden idol that he set up, he knew, they knew that this wasn't right. So they had to make a decision. They had, to, they had in their mind, they had to stay, either stay committed to the faith or they had to follow the crowd and go ahead and bow down. <laughs> See, and listen, they could have easily went with the crowd. They could have easily said, hey, Trina's doing it. Sally Sue's doing it. Everybody else here is doing it. So it's okay. It's okay. I can, I can, I can just do it because everybody else is doing it. But they decided they weren't going to follow the crowd. And they were going to stick to their belief. Now, y'all look at this. King Neb here, <laughs> he got mad. <laughs> He got super mad. I don't know how mad he got, but I know he got mad. Check this out. (laughs) Verse 13. Then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought to him. 
when they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my God or to worship the golden statue I have set up? <laughs> Verse 15 here. I love it. I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made. When you hear the sounds of the instrument, and I'm going to tell you, but if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power? And this cat was mad. I mean, he was mad. Parents, she be mad at your kids. Like mad, mad, like ultra mad. You done told them to do something. They didn't do it. They didn't clean the room up or they didn't pick up their Legos. You stepped on them. And like, you mad, like mad, mad. <laughs> he was mad. He was, I mean, mad. See, even as mad as he was, he still gave them an opportunity to change their mind. King Neb here said, hey, man, listen. We'll give you one more chance. When you hear the sounds, you can either bow down and do the decree that I made like everybody else is doing, or I'm going to kill you. That's some pretty hard words to swallow. But see, the enemy wants us to bow down. The enemy wants us to take the easy road. He wants us to go down and follow the crowd because we'll fit in. Oh, we'll fit in to everybody else if we bow down. <laughs> if you do it, you might even be a little bit more popular. Oh, y'all check this out. I'm about to step on some toes. This is a big one. Y'all ready for this? Y'all don't get mad at the preacher. It's not a big deal because other Christians are doing it too. See, these guys here, they had a choice. They had a decision. They could have followed these people. They could have followed the crowd. They could have even compromise a little bit. Okay. Okay, God. Uh, I, I, guys, let's listen. Listen, guys. Come here. Come here. Hey, let's just do it this one time. That way the king will get off her back. We'll just do it once and we'll pray to God and he'll forgive us. Listen, give you a word of advice my dad gave me a long time ago. One time could kill you. One time could kill you. You know why I never done drugs? Because my dad scared me so bad. He said one time could kill you. One time could kill you. That one opportunity that you get, that you make a decision to say, hey, hey, I'll just do it this one time. I'll go with my friends this one time to do this ungodly event. I'll go this one time and then you're in a tragic accident and your life is taken. You didn't have time. That's why I always tell you guys, don't play around with God. Don't play around with the opportunity just because you're trying to fit in with the people around you. Because everybody else is doing it doesn't mean you have to do it. We try to tell our girls just because your sister's doing it or just because the crowd's doing it doesn't mean you have to do it. Step out. Stand apart. Be different. I feel like we did a series on that. <laughs> see, see, some people also, and they also started in their mind, they comprom you know, it's another compromise. See, they, were, they worked there. They worked under King Neb. They were, they were like leaders in there. So people were be, be looking up to them essentially, and they're like, hey, listen, if I die off, if I die, then who are these people going to have to look up to? Who, who are we going to have to take and pass on the torch to? How are we going to be able to do it? But listen, <laughs> But they decided that they weren't going to compromise. They weren't going to compromise nothing. That they were going to still stand firm in their faith. 
Even if that meant they were going to die, they still stood in their faith. Because of their faith, watch what this, watch, y'all, y'all got to see this. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Because when we stand in our faith, God can do amazing things. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abingo in verse 16 replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. <laughs> now that right there is already, whoo, they top notch. Verse 17. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God who we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. <laughs> but listen to this. This is what I love about these three guys here, these three men. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, there will never, uh, that, that we will never serve your God or worship the golden statue you have set up. Whoo, let me tell you what. Now that's powerful stuff right there. Their faith that they had. This is the same faith I believe my great-grandma and my grandma had when they prayed and they suck after God and they read their Bible and it was prophesied to them that her sons and their sons would preach the gospel. I believe it was because they had the faith. Just like these three Hebrew boys here, the Jewish boys here, that, that, that they had that faith. It doesn't matter. Even if it doesn't take place, even if it doesn't happen, we're still going to serve God because he's more powerful than you. <laughs> now, you thought he was mad before? You thought King Neb was mad before? Now he's really, really amped up. Now, online campus, listen, he's, he's ticked. He's beyond ticked. Boss is mad. He's super mad. Y'all check us out, verse 19. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar was so frustrated with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face become distra- uh, dis- disoriented with rage. And he commanded that the furnace be turned up seven times hotter than usual. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the furnace, but man, them things can get hot. They get hot. And this cat wants to turn it up seven times hotter than it was. Y'all check us out in verse 20. (laughs) Then he ordered some of the strongest men of his armies to, to blind, to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. Verse 20, so they tied them up and they threw them in a furnace fully dressed in their pants, their turbans, their robes, and other garments. And because the king here, because the king Neb, in his anger, he demanded such a fire in the furnace that the flames killed the soldiers that threw the three men in. <laughs> so Shadrach, Meshach, and verse 23 here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, were securely tied and they fell down into the flaming uh, of the raging flames there. So y'all check this out. Check this out. Seven times hotter. This bad boy was burning. I mean, it was legit. He done cranked it up seven times hotter than it was. And it says it's so hot that the men that threw the three guys in there, the three men in there, they died because of it. Now, I've been in the fire service for 17 years, and I've been to some hot fires. I've been burned before, and I've, I've had a lot of crazy things happen. I've seen some, some wild things Fire's hot. (laughs) And these cats in the fiery furnace, man, it was really hot. Super hot. 
imagine seven times hotter. And you, I mean, just imagine you was that guy that was in there, and you're like, and they're like, hey, the king's like, hey, man, you got to throw them in there, and you're just doing what you're told. You throw them in there, and you die in the process. That's jacked up. See, <laughs> I like this. I like this. King Neb here probably was looking around at the crowd, boasting. See, this is what happens, guys. To the crowd, this is what happens when you don't listen to my orders. This is what happens when you don't listen to my decrees. Look, guys, this is what happens. Anybody else want to come in here and try me? Because you'll be next. (laughs) He probably looked proud. He probably looked excited. Look what I did. But I love verse 24 here. It says, but suddenly Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and, 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 it, and, it's, and it's sight, or and exclaimed to his advisors, did we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Ooh, I love it. Yes, your majesty, we certainly did. Then he replied, verse 25, look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound walking around in the flames unharmed. And the fourth looks like a God. That's, I don't know if that gets your cracked or crunk or not, but that right there is some, mm, I'll tell y'all what. Some of us got to get in the fire today. Verse 26, then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the doors of the fiery furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the high officers, officials, governors, and advisors crowded around them, and they saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their head was cinched, and their clothes were not scorned. They didn't even have the smell of smoke. That's some powerful stuff right there. Only God. Only God. Now, y'all check this out. Then King Nebuchadnezzar says, Praise to God. Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angels to rescue his servants who trusted in him. They defied the king's command and were willing to die rather than to serve and worship any other God except their own God. Verse 29, this is huge here. Therefore, I make this decree. If any person, whether their race or nation or language, speaks a word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, there will be torn limbs for limbs, and their horse, their houses will be tear, tore down and hubbed into a rubble. There is no other God who can rescue like this. There's no other God out there that can do the things that was happening here. It's because, guys, I I want y'all to see, I want y'all to see something huge. Y'all got to see this today. The power of God was right there. See, if it wasn't for the, if the if Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would just went with the crowd. Hey, we're just going to do it this one time. If you guys just say, hey, I'm going to do it this one time. Look at the blessing that you may be missing out on. Look at the generation that you could have changed because of, of the, uh, you just went with the crowd. Hey, if I just go with the crowd, I, I, I'll just, you know, just one time. The blessing that you may be missing out on, you could change a whole generation. I don't know about y'all, but I'm ready for us to revive a generation. I'm ready 
for us to take a stand. And I want to encourage you today to take a stand. I want to encourage us all to stand up and start seeking after God. And I want you guys, you, you men, I want you fathers and, and you fatherly figures to start standing up and leading and showing your family that you love them and attending church together because it's proven that a 93% chance, 93% chance, if the dads come with the family, the family will stay committed within the church. My mom's biggest prayer when I was a kid that my dad would attend church because she wanted us all to be in church together. Thank God that she stayed in her faithfulness and she continued to seek after God and pray for my dad and my dad's in ministry today. I'm thankful that she didn't give up because that 93% chance paid off. Dads, it's time for us to stand up for our families, our relationships with our kids our wives, our finances, it's time for us to start standing up and taking back what the enemy's taken from us. It's time for us to go to the pits of hell to take back our lives. It's time for us to start our lives beating again. Here in just a few moments, I'm getting ready to reveal something to you guys that's going to take this church to a whole new level. Because I've been praying and we've been seeking after God and we've been to the pits of hell and we've been trying to say, hey, God, what do we need to do next? What do we need to do now? And he's already revealed to us what we're getting ready to show you guys here in just a few moments. But I want to read something to you real, real quick from Ezekiel 31, or excuse me, Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14. It says, the hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out of the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley, and it was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them. And I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. Bones that were very dry. He asked me in verse 3, Son of man, can these bones live? And I said, Servant Lord, you only know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the words of the Lord. And and this is what the servant Lord said to them, I will make breath enter into you and you will come back to life. I will attach tenants to you and make flesh come out, come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. And then you will know that I am the Lord. Verse 7, so I prophesied as I was commanded, as I was prophesying, there was a noise of rattling sounds and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked and the tenants and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them and there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Or prophesied to breathe. Prophesied son of man. And he said to it. This is what the servant Lord says. Come breathe for the, for the four winds. And breath into the slain. That they may live. Verse 10. So I prophesied as he commanded. And breath entered, entered them. And they came to life. And they stood on their feet. A vast army. Then he said to me. Son of man. These bones are the people of Israel. They say. Our bones are dried up. And our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them. This is what the servant Lord says. My people I am going to open your graves. And bring you up from there. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you my people will know that I am Lord. When I open up your grave and bring you, back, bring you up from them. Lastly verse 14. I will put my spirit in your life. And you will live. And I will settle you in your own land. 
I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done and declared that I am the Lord. Guys, I'm going to tell you something. I'm ready to shake this, this, this town. I'm ready to shake this county. I'm ready to shake this state up. I'm ready to shake up this United States of America. I'm ready to shake up the country. I'm ready to shake up the world because of these three, three men that stood in the fire because they were faithful and they stood up for what they believed in. It's time for us to start standing up for what we believe in. And it's time for us to start saying, just like these valley of dry bones, to say, hey, I'm starting to prophesy back into these dry bones that you surely shall live saith the Lord guys I want you to know that God's getting ready to pour out his spirit throughout this church like never before I got something so big I'm ready to show you guys so big are y'all ready I'm jacked up <laughs> I'm so jacked up I done lost my breath but guys it's time it's time it's time it's time, it's time. Go check out the screen.
I don't know about y'all, but I'm jacked up. Listen, I'm ready to take back this country. I'm ready to take back this, 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 this whole county. I'm ready to take back what God's taken from us. God has ta- or the enemy has come after a generation, and it's time for us as a church to stand up and take back what the enemy has taken from us. I believe today is a day that God is going to start reviving a broken generation. A God that's getting ready to revive people that are hurt, kids that are lost. Because if we don't start today, if we don't start, then the world's going to take them. They're going to consume them. And it tells us, I took them into a land of dry bones or a valley of dry bones. I see the bones and God began to show me that, hey, there's a generation out here. There's a, there's a need that, that, that this church is sending to tap into. There's a need that this county needs, that this town needs, that this, that this whole area needs. And it's something for our teenagers. So we begin to pray. And as I was praying, God showed me that there was bones that were getting ready to shake. You guys, I'm pumped up. I don't know if that pumps you guys up. I've been holding this in for the last four or five weeks. Somebody guessed the name, but that's okay. But we're going to revive this generation. We're going to let God restore the brokenness in our lives. You guys don't mind, let's stand this morning. Father God, I want to thank you so much for all you do, all your many blessings, God. God, for allowing... Shadrach, Meshach, and the Abednego to stand firm in their faith, God. God, we thank you for allowing them to stand up and be firm and stand against all odds. Even if it means them passing away and dying and being thrown in the fire furnace, God, God, they still said that they're going to stand on your word because you alone know. God, just like this valley, God, as we just introduced a brand new ministry here at Manic Church called Revive. God, we want to speak life, begin to prophesy to the dry bones, begin to prophesy into Pilot Mountain, into Surrey County, into Stokes County, into surrounding areas that the bones will begin to rattle and begin to shake, God. And God, that you will allow them to come back and be reunited tonight and today, God. And God, I believe that they're going to breathe life back in to a generation. Because, God, we don't want to just go with the flow. We want to be like the three Hebrew boys when they stand firm. And they go into the fire. And, God, you rescue them. And everybody sees the miracle. God, they change a whole generation. Because of their belief and their firmness that they believed in. God, if somebody don't know you today, they'll know all I have to do is say the simple prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for coming to this earth to die for me on the cross. Forgive me of my sins and help me on this journey. When it gets hard, remind me that you're still with me and that you still love me. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. We're super excited about what God is doing here and we're very excited about the brand new ministry called Revived and we cannot wait to see what God does in our students here. If you'd like to get more involved with what's going on here at Medic Church, Go to www.medichurch.com. Hit the contact button, fill out the information, and one of our team members will be getting in touch with you very soon. We would love to hear from you and get you plugged in, and this will be a great opportunity for you to do so. If you need special prayer, you can click on the homepage on medichurch.com. 
fill out the prayer request form. Our team's standing by ready to believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. All right, we'll see you soon.